0: Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. Many of you listening today can identify traumatic events in your lives, people and things that affected the way you see and experience life and may well contribute to your depression and other mental health challenges. Trauma recovery is generally defined in terms of being able to live in the present without being overwhelmed by the thoughts and feelings of the past. It's an individual experience, that will be and look different for everyone. In our fourth episode, looking at
1: the intersection of race, mental health, and trauma. Today, we look at recovering from trauma. Our guest is Dr. Maria Inocencia Amarante, a trauma survivor and trauma therapist, here to give her voice to depression. Before we jump into your story and your family, though, I want to just sort of ask you about trauma in general, because I always hear the phrase, Trauma changes us. How Uh, does trauma change people?
2: How I see it, trauma impacts our worldview, the lens by which we understand our interactions with uh, the world, with people, places, and things. And when trauma occurs, we give those people, places, things, situations, scenarios, a different meaning. And that meaning oftentimes takes on a negative feel. It takes on a paralyzing impact on the individual, which then causes the individual to pause and reconsider their interaction with whatever that thing was.
1: Dr. Amarante uses the metaphor of an elevator to describe the stages of trauma recovery you can't get to the fourth or fifth floors without passing the second and third. And as you rise from the lobby, she says you and others might see a different version of yourself than the person who first got on the elevator.
2: And that elevator may need to go back downstairs um, because you left some things undone. Until you process the things that need to be processed and need to be uncovered, you're not going to be able to function in life in the manner that you used to before the trauma. That's how I understand trauma.
1: Dr. Amarante also understands trauma on a personal level. And since she believes that by telling our stories, we can not only change our narrative, but the lens through which we see both ourselves and the world,
2: she is more than willing to tell her own. I know that in order for me to heal, I have to be able to tell my story. and I have to confront the things that I thought maybe that I confronted 20 years ago and maybe I didn't all the way. I owe it to myself to heal completely. And I owe it to my clients because my clients deserve to have authentic exchanges with someone who can say, Um, I know you can do it. I've been there versus I'm telling you you can do it because a textbook tells me that you can. Mm
1: -hmm. Born to first-generation immigrants and raised in New Jersey in what she calls an inner city plagued by drugs and gangs, Dr. Amarante's story includes poverty, violence, and an all-too-common normalization of all of it.
2: I think about the interactions that I had with my community and scenarios that took place as a child that were traumatic, yet my community was not telling me that those things were traumatic. My community and my family uh, were giving me different messages. It's almost like, this is normal. This happens here.
1: One traumatic scenario that happened many times was a young Maria and her three siblings witnessing their father physically abuse their mother.
2: My mom didn't teach me that you walk away from abusive relationships. What my mom taught me is that what happens here stays here. You know, I'm, my family's from Dominican Republic, and I find that for many Latino families, there's that secrecy that the unsaid rules that you're taught, one of them being you suffer in silence and you don't talk about it.
1: As a child, Maria also witnessed a murder from her own home. The victim was the son of one of her mother's friends.
2: And we still had to get up and go to school the next day. And it happened outside, literally outside of our house. And then poverty you know the the traumatic experiences of being raised in a, in a community and in a family that was poor my fam my my mom and dad did not speak english so there was a lot of things that they could not navigate through because they didn't have access to resources there were times i would come home from school we didn't have electricity so my mom was like okay hurry up you still have to do your homework before the sun sets and then when the sun set, there was a candle that she lit. We we still needed to do the task at hand. The, us not having electricity didn't change the responsibility of the day as, for me as a child. And that was doing my homework, doing the chores around the house. And now looking at that through the lens by which how I understand life, yes, that's trauma. As a little girl, it was... Survival of the fittest. I'm doing what mommy tells me to do.
1: The impact of child traumatic stress can last well beyond childhood and is a risk factor for nearly all behavioral health and substance use disorders.
2: I was, I was raised with two sisters and a brother. And my brother really struggled with how we were raised, but also struggled with what he had access to in in our community and which was drugs which was criminal activity and he chose to find some healing or to find to repress or or even deal with the the pain of his reality by um engaging in that
1: and her older sister
2: in dealing with her trauma and depression, she chose uh, drugs and became addicted to heroin for many years. She also ended up uh, marrying into a relationship which mirrored a lot of the relationship that she saw, the interactions that she saw with my dad and my mom, and my sister still struggling with that. Now, she's an adult. She's in her 50s.
1: Her younger sister took a very different route, though all three were born and raised in the same family.
2: She focused her energy and um, ended up being a police officer in our community. Still struggles with um, understanding what healthy relationships looks like and, and makes some choices and and she's aware like we're able to have conversations about that now like um you know we've we've heard this many times looking for love in all of the wrong places and wanting to be loved and knowing when to walk away from situations that are unhealthy yet we go back to what we saw for so many years as as children and our our parents struggling with quote unquote getting it right
1: her own path to a healthier future was paved with education.
2: Somehow I was able to choose to direct my energy uh, in my education and tell myself, I have to get out of here. I have to get out of here. This is the only way out. The only way out was to go to college.
1: Accessing that escape route took a lot of hard work. Despite everything, Dr. Amarante, is able to credit her father for modeling that.
2: I thought, okay, well, I can't pay for this tuition, but what I could do is I could get a I could get another job and I worked full-time in my undergraduate. I worked a 40-hour job, I lived on campus, I paid my way through college, and I learned those skills from my dad. Yet you hear this me sharing with you that my dad was abusive towards my mom. I still, I looked at my dad and I took the the good from him.
1: Dr. Amarante is the first person in her family to attend college. And as you probably guessed by her title, she earned not only her bachelor's and master's degrees, but a doctorate in educational psychology as well.
2: So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yet, the world was telling me, you're from the inner city. You apply for a doctorate program. You're not going to get accepted. You're not ready. These are the things, the messages that I received. And I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to give my mom something to talk about. Like, I want to give her that gift. I, want, I don't want her story to just be that she was a, an abused woman. Although she didn't talk about it, I know that she felt this every day. So even if she can't tell her story with words, She'll be able to get to a point in her life where, because we talk about the good. We talk about the good, but the bad we don't talk about. So I want to give her to be, give her something to talk about.
1: Dr. Amarante says it took her almost nine years to earn her doctorate. But she did it, breaking not only expectations and barriers, but toxic generational cycles as well.
2: Eventually, I got tired. I got tired of being sick and tired and um, I I wanted different for for me and I wanted different for my family. I wanted to change the legacy for my nieces and my nephews. I wanted to um, speak about things that were uncomfortable. I wanted them to look through the lens and and call things what they were. So in essence, initially, I did it for them and Eventually, I did it for myself. And when I say did it, what I mean by did it is I interrupted that cycle of of violence for myself and my family. I called it domestic violence. I called dysfunctional behaviors dysfunctional. I decided to talk about things that were uncomfortable. I told my mom no longer am I going to just talk about things within the family. People need to hear this and When I did that, there was a shift in how I interacted with with the world and individuals.
1: So with all of you being in the same family, in the same environment, witnessing the same things, what, what what do you think influences how somebody responds to trauma?
2: I think it is personal. I think that individuals have interactions with teachers, with loved ones, with friends who seed into us and and tell us uh, our our worth or, or our potential worth. And I have a feeling that the interactions that I had with my teachers and the things that they said to me may have been different than what my sister and my brother heard.
1: So as a therapist, you help people deal with their traumas. Um, as a human being, you are dealing and processing and, and healing from your own. How do you do that? What, what are there steps? Are there truths and, and systems or whatever the words are that work for
2: everyone? Because everyone has stuff to heal from. Yes. I love this question so much because here's my thought. Every individual, all they need is one person, just one person that believes in them. One person that can tell them, I'm here for the long call. I'm not judging you. When individuals feel that they can walk into a space and not be judged and be gotten at the same time, be gotten where they can just say, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, or I'm afraid and calling it that, or I'm confused. And the person in that room giving them a place to say you know what we're going to work this out together and i'm not judging you
1: i love what you're saying uh, i'm feeling what you're saying and i'm anticipating some of the people listening thinking we don't all have that what what do you say if the if the key to processing and moving forward from trauma is being seen and heard and not everyone has access to somebody with that skill set. Right. What, what then?
2: You may be surprised that there are many individuals that do have access and they'll don't know it. Google free counseling services. You'll be surprised what you will find in your community. Okay. So that's just through that to answer that you could go on YouTube that so you could go on Google. You can literally plug in trauma, alcohol abuse, what, whatever it is that you're struggling with, just plug in that word and then you'll see other things that are going to come up for you. You know, when you do these Google searches and, and, you, and you plug those things in there, you're going to see different things that are going to come up for you. I want to encourage you to consider uh, um, reaching, reaching for more than what you have recently.
1: So I guess the bottom line is recovery and healing from trauma. Real and possible.
2: Hmm. I want you to to say that again because I want I want that I want that to sit in my spirit for a second. Say that again.
1: Is recovery and healing from trauma possible?
2: Absolutely, hundred percent. It it starts with a desire. The desire to heal. It starts with wanting something different. It starts with an awareness that you no longer want to stay here, that it hurts too much, and then taking the step, steps to reach for what's going to get you over that hump, to reach for what, what's going to take the pain away, to not be afraid, and to be committed to the process, because when you start reaching and exploring and processing you're going to have moments where things are going to hurt and you you may feel unmotivated to stay the te- stay the course and what i want to say to you that's when you that's where you're going to get your breakthrough when you stay the course
0: oh that notion of being gotten being seen being held even by one person can completely change anyone's trajectory just by having that support not not just by having that support. And that is my wish for everyone. Absolutely. And and it that she said it doesn't have to be,
1: you know, a therapist in a corner office that you have access to and mm-hmm. you know, who represents you in all the different ways, that it can be Well, we've had people find us and and find some comfort in the community online. There are so many different ways, and we can't give up until we find one that works for us and is available to us. And I, I love the way Dr. Amarante said, I owe it to myself to heal completely. And the idea of being tired of being tired and just wanting something different for ourselves being necessary and motivating. And I know it can be hard when you're really in it to to even find uh, that, to believe the kernel of hope that's telling you that it can be different, but it can. And she is living proof of it, which is just amazing.
0: Terry, I'd like to read a quote from um, an author that I really like who often speaks about trauma, and his name is Peter Levine, and uh, this is from his book, Waking the Tiger. And he says, trauma is trauma, no matter what caused it people can be traumatized by any event that they perceive consciously or unconsciously to be threatening. This perception is based on one's age, life experience, and even their constitutional temperament. When it comes to trauma, the critical factor is the perception of threat and the incapacity to deal with it. I really like that definition.
1: That's a good one. It's a good one. I want to thank Dr. Amarante for her time for sharing about both her own experience as well as her family's and for giving us uh, hope. I, I, I was very inspired by the
0: conversation and, and ended it saying, I wish she was my therapist. Or and I would say, Maria, thank you for modeling Breaking a Cycle. That is, you know, huge. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs>